The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, cheer up. It's Friday. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, November 17th, 2023, Friday of the 32nd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Elizabeth of Hungary. She was born in 1207, and at the age of 14, she was married to Louis of Thuringia. She bore him three children, and under the spiritual direction of a Franciscan friar, she led a life of prayer, sacrifice, and service to the poor and sick. She wore simple clothing, Daily, she would take bread to hundreds of the poorest in the land who came to her gate. Her husband died in the Crusades and Elizabeth was grief-stricken. Her husband's family looked upon her as squandering the royal purse and mistreated her, finally throwing her out of the palace. The return of her husband's allies from the Crusades resulted in her being reinstated since her son was legal heir to the throne. In 1228, Elizabeth joined the secular Franciscan order. She died before her 24th birthday in 1231. St. Elizabeth of Hungary, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are here present. I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks with all my heart for the favors you have bestowed on me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all my thoughts, words, and actions, together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them, and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And we pray for the Holy Father as he fulfills his mission. May he continue to accompany the flock entrusted to him with the help of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Lord Jesus, I adore you in the Eucharist. Lord Jesus, I reverence you on the cross. Lord Jesus, I meet you in my brothers and sisters. In a special way, I touch you in the sick, in the suffering, in the poor. Jesus, I find you also in myself, for the person who, by God's grace, is in God's grace, is Christ somehow. I live now not I, but Christ lives in me, says St. Paul. That could be the autobiography, the statement of any Christian. But Jesus, you're so close to us. You're so close to us that we, we hardly notice at times. Or we tend to take you for granted. 
And you're also close to us, Jesus. You revealed to us in creation, in the beauty of nature, in the wonder of the cosmos, in a simple thing like a leaf on the ground, or the wind, or a sunset, or a mountain, or a blade of grass, or the whole, you might say, orchestra, symphony of creation. All of it reveals the face and the person of Christ. I find you, Lord, in my environment. I can put it like that. This is what we can reflect on in our prayer today, basing ourselves on the first reading at Mass, which is from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 13, a well-known passage um, of Scripture in which the Holy Spirit challenges us to recognize God in his creation. It's a challenging uh, formulation of words. He says, all men were by nature foolish who were in ignorance of God and from the good things seen did not succeed in knowing him who he is and from studying the works did not discern the artisan. A little later he says, for from the greatness and the beauty of created things, their original author, by analogy, is seen. In other words, in creation, in the beauty of the world, we see you, Lord. You are reflected in the beauty of the world. And is it an exaggeration to say this, that Christ is revealed in creation? No, because as we're told repeatedly in Scripture in the New Testament, all things were created in him and through him. It's as if, using a comparison, it's as if the Lord Jesus himself is the, the blueprint for the world. If I had to draw a picture of the world, as it were, my tracing paper would be an image of Christ. Christ, the word, the eternal word, is actually the word in whom the whole of creation comes to be. And therefore, the whole of creation shows forth the beauty, the presence, the person of Jesus Christ. Recently, a young man was saying that he went off for a run in the countryside. He's very sporty. He loves being out in the open air. And at a certain point, he had been running and enjoying just the exhilarating experience of exercise and nature and the wind. And at a certain point, he said, I had to stop and pray. I just felt drawn to prayer. And that makes perfect sense, because when we're attentive to nature, of course, we meet our Lord. All things are made in you, Lord Jesus Christ. You are the face of nature in a certain sense. Blessed Alvaro del Portillo, uh, as a young man, we know that his spiritual life was greatly enhanced by just contemplating nature. He'd like to look at a sunset, and that led him to God. And like so many other souls, we could think of that beautiful poem, by Joseph Mary Plunkett, which I suppose expresses in a prayerful way this faith of the Christian people, of the contemplative, the person who sees Christ in his or her surroundings. And I'm going to read the poem slowly now, but I want to pray the poem because it is a prayer. I see his blood upon the rose and in the stars the glory of his eyes. His body gleams amid eternal snows. His tears fall from the skies. I see his face in every flower. The thunder and the singing of the birds are but his voice. And carven by his power, rocks are his written words. 
all pathways by his feet are worn. His strong heart stirs the ever-beating sea. His crown of thorns is twined with every thorn. His cross is every tree. We think of so many saints, so many contemplatives who have found you, Lord, and enjoyed your presence and conversed with you lovingly through nature. A great saint of our own times is, of course, St. John Paul the Great, who was a man who loved nature, who loved skiing, who loved hiking, who loved the whole of creation. And we know that at times he, as it were, escaped from the Vatican to go up into the mountains to exercise, because he was a man who enjoyed fitness. And I guess in a time where we are much more conscious of fitness and of getting out into nature, that's a good point of evangelization. That's a connection with the gospel. It can be. To care for our bodies and to care for creation is something that's profoundly Christian. Because somehow we touch Christ in the miracle of, of, of the cosmos, in the miracle of creation. We sense, we see the beauty of Jesus Christ in, in and all around us. That's what the psalm, actually following on from the day's first reading, is the same theme, if you like. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Day pours out the word to day and night to night imparts knowledge. Well, the word, Jesus Christ, the true wisdom, the knowledge, who is God, who is Christ, is present in creation. Gerd Manley Hopkins, that great poet, a convert from Anglicanism, subsequently became a, a Jesuit priest and a wonderful poet. He, uh, in one of his uh, diary entries, he talks about that he had been out in the morning for his walk and he went into the woods and he just came across a bluebell, a simple bluebell, such a humble little flower. And he recorded afterward his little walk, he recorded it in the diary. I saw a beautiful bluebell today. I don't think I've ever seen anything so beautiful. I knew the beauty of our Lord by it. I knew the beauty of our Lord by it. So the Book of Wisdom challenges us, encourages us to recognize our Lord, to recognize you, Lord Jesus, in creation. St. Augustine, in a very famous um, passage from one of his uh, homilies, he does the same. He says, question the beauty of the earth, question the beauty of the sea, question the beauty of the air distending and diffusing itself, question the beauty of the sky, question all these things. All respond. See, we are beautiful. Their beauty is a confession. These beauties are subject to change. Who made them, if not the beautiful one who is not subject to change? Today we celebrate Saint Elizabeth of Hungary, who recognized you, Jesus, and cherished you and savored your presence, especially in the poor and in the sick. Although she died very young on this day in 1231, she was only 24. She knew how to recognize the Lord, especially in the needy. And we recognize you, Lord, in the whole of creation. And we cherish you and we love you. Or we seek to do so, especially in people, in our brothers and sisters. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.
There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the Memorial of St. Elizabeth of Hungary, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. Holy God, we praise Thy name. do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. My My God, God, do do not reject reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. O God, listen to my prayer. Do not hide from my pleading. Attend to me and reply. 
With my cares I cannot rest. I tremble at the shouts of the foe, at the cries of the wicked, for they bring down evil upon me. They assail me with fury. My heart is stricken within me. Death's terror is on me. Trembling and fear fall upon me, and horror overwhelms me. Oh, that I had wings like a dove to fly away and be at rest, so I would escape far away and take refuge in the desert. I would hasten to find shelter from the raging wind, from the destructive storm, O Lord, and from their plotting tongues. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. My God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. For I can see nothing but violence and strife in the city. Night and day they patrol high on the city walls. It is full of wickedness and evil. It is full of sin. Its streets are never free from tyranny and deceit. If this had been done by an enemy, I could bear his taunts. If a rival had risen against me, I could hide from him. But it is you, my own companion, my intimate friend. How close was the friendship between us We walk together in harmony in the house of God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. And trust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. As for me, I will cry to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening, morning, and at noon, I will cry and lament. He will deliver my soul in peace in the attack against me. For those who fight me are many, but he hears my voice. God will hear and will humble them, the eternal judge, for they will not amend their ways. They have no fear of God. The traitor has turned against his friends. He has broken his word. His speech is softer than butter, but war is in his heart. His words are smoother than oil, but they are naked swords. Entrust your cares to the Lord, and he will support you. He will never allow the just man to stumble. But you, O God, will bring them down to the pit of death. Deceitful and bloodthirsty men shall not live half their days. O Lord, I will trust in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you were rejected by your people, betrayed by the kiss of a friend, and deserted by your disciples. Give us the confidence that you had in the Father, and our salvation will be assured. 
and and trust trust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. The thoughts of my heart are always before you, O Lord. You You are are my help and my Redeemer. From the book of the prophet Daniel, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel, who had been named Balthasar. The revelation was certain, a great war. He understood it from the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, mourned three full weeks. I ate no savory food, I took no meat or wine, and I did not anoint myself at all until the end of the three weeks. On the twenty-fourth day of the first month, I was on the bank of the great river, the Tigris. As I looked up, I saw a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold around his waist. His body was like chrysolite. His face shone like lightning. His eyes were like fiery torches. His arms and feet looked like burnished bronze. And his voice sounded like the roar of a multitude. I alone, Daniel, saw the vision. The great fear seized the men who were with me. They fled and hid themselves, although they did not see the vision. So I was left alone, seeing this great vision. No strength remained in me. I turned the color of death and was powerless. When I heard the sound of the voice, I fell face forward in a faint. But then, A hand touched me, raising me to my hands and knees. Daniel, beloved, he said to me, understand the words which I am speaking to you. Stand up, for my mission now is to you. When he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Fear not, Daniel, he continued. From the first day, you made up your mind to acquire understanding and humble yourself before God, your prayer was heard. Because of it, I started out, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia stood in my way for twenty-one days until finally Michael, one of the chief princes, came to me. I left him there with the prince of the kings of Persia and came to make you understand what shall happen to your people in the days to come for there is yet a vision concerning those days. While he was speaking thus to me, I fell forward and kept silent. Then something like a man's hand touched my lip. I opened my mouth and said to the one facing me, My Lord, I was seized with pangs at the vision, and I was powerless. How can my Lord's servant Speak with you, my lord, for now no strength or even breath is left in me. The one who looked like a man touched me again and strengthened me, saying, Fear not, beloved. You are safe. Take courage and be strong. When he spoke to me, I grew strong and said, Speak, my lord, for you have strengthened me. Do you know, he asked, why I have come to you? Soon I must fight the prince of Persia again. When I leave, the prince of Greece will come. But I shall tell you what is written in the truth book. 
No one supports me against these except Michael, your prince. The word of the Lord. From the moment you resolve to acquire understanding and to humble yourself before God, your prayer was heard, and for this reason I have come. Do not be afraid, Daniel. I shall tell you what is written in the Book of Truth. Your prayer was heard, and for this reason I have come. From a letter by Conrad of Marburg, spiritual director of St. Elizabeth. From this time onward, Elizabeth's goodness greatly increased. She was a lifelong friend of the poor and gave herself entirely to relieving the hungry. She ordered that one of her castles should be converted into a hospital in which she gathered many of the weak and feeble. She generously gave alms to all who were in need, not only in that place, but in all the territories of her husband's empire. She spent all her own revenue from her husband's four principalities, and finally she sold her luxurious possessions and rich clothes for the sake of the poor. Twice a day, in the morning and in the evening, Elizabeth went to visit the sick. She personally cared for those who were particularly repulsive. To some she gave food, to others clothes. Some she carried on her own shoulders and performed many other kindly services. Her husband of happy memory gladly approved of these charitable works. Finally, when her husband died, she sought the highest perfection. Filled with tears, she implored me to let her beg for alms from door to door. On Good Friday of that year, when the altars had been stripped, she laid her hands on the altar in a chapel in her own town, where she had established the Friars Minor, and before witnesses she voluntarily renounced all worldly display and everything that our Savior in the Gospel advises us to abandon. Even then, she saw that she could still be distracted by the cares and worldly glory which had surrounded her while her husband was alive. Against my will, she followed me to Marburg. In the town, she built a hospice where she gathered together the weak and the feeble. There she attended the most wretched and contemptible at her own table. Apart from these active good works, I declare before God that I have seldom seen the more contemplative woman. When she was coming from private prayer, some religious men and women often saw her face shining marvelously and light coming from her eyes like the rays of the sun. Before her death, I heard her confession. When I asked what should be done about her goods and possessions, she replied that anything which seemed to be hers belonged to the poor. She asked me to distribute everything except one worn-out dress in which she wished to be buried. When all this had been decided, she received the body of our Lord. Afterward, until Vespers, she spoke often of the holiest things she had heard in sermons. Then she devoutly commended to God all who were sitting near her, and as if falling into a gentle sleep, she died. You acted bravely, and your heart has been strengthened because you loved chastity. Your, your name, name will be praised, praised forever. forever. Your prayers and generosity 
have been accepted in God's sight, and because of them He has remembered. Your name will be praised forever. Let us pray. O God, by whose gift St. Elizabeth of Hungary recognized and revered Christ in the poor, grant through her intercession that we may serve with unfailing charity the needy and those afflicted. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Jesus tells his disciples that they may be in for a surprise. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app as we celebrate St. Elizabeth of Hungary today. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells his disciples that many people will be caught by surprise when he comes. It's from the 17th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married, they were given in marriage. Until the day when Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all so will it be on the day when the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, let him who was on the housetop with his goods in the house not come down to take them away, and likewise, let him who was in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to gain his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night there will be two in one bed. One will be taken and the other left. There will be two women grinding together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord? Where the body is. There the eagles will be gathered together. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. So let's talk a little bit about that final day when we leave this life. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. In the Gospel for today's Mass, Jesus predicts that his coming in glory will take people unawares. For as the lightning flashes and lights up the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. The Lord tells us that nothing can block his second coming at the end of time. The disciples had a natural curiosity about when and where this would happen. When, Lord, they asked him. Where the body is, he replied, there the eagles will be gathered together. Jesus teaches us that everyone will be drawn to the Son of God at the end of time, just as eagles converge on their prey. The same may be said about each individual person's moment of death. 
St. Paul, with this in mind, sent these words of warning to the first Christians in Thessalonica. For you yourselves know well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. It is one more call to vigilance. We cannot be blind to our final moment on earth, the day of the Lord, when we will meet God face to face. St. Augustine has written that the Lord keeps the circumstances of his coming hidden so that we may be always on the alert. There are certain environments today where it is not so easy to speak about death and dying. The very mention of the subject is regarded by some as a sign of bad taste. Nonetheless, it is the certainty of death that illuminates our life. The Church invites us to meditate frequently on the inevitability of our death so that we will not be taken by surprise when our time comes. Pagan culture would have us live as though death were a distant mirage, something that only affects other people. Regrettably, many who consider themselves good Christians can be unduly influenced by such a seductive approach to life. They are led astray because they have failed to come to terms with the real meaning of death. Rather than see death as a friend or even as a sister, they view it as an enormous catastrophe, as something that will undermine all their worldly hopes and accomplishments. This earthbound approach explains why death has to be put in the closet, as it were. It is too uncomfortable a subject to deal with. Instead of looking upon death as the key to the fullness of joy, the tendency is to see it as the end of the road, the checkout counter on what is for them a kind of terrestrial shopping spree. These misguided people have lost sight of the fact that every man is in possession of an eternal soul. Death is nothing more than a change of lodging. The liturgy often reminds us of this truth. Life changes. It is not something we are deprived of. Christians believe that death represents the end of an earthly pilgrimage. Believers prepare for death on a daily basis. It is through the sanctification of ordinary realities that we will win heaven as an eternal reward. The Christian who behaves accordingly will not be alarmed by death's arrival. He will have been patiently readying himself for this definitive encounter with the Lord. In the words of St. Cyprian, Death is a stepping up into eternity after we have run in this earthly race. If at any time you feel uneasy at the thought of our sister death because you see yourself to be such a poor creature, take heart. Heaven awaits us. And consider, what will it be like when all the infinite beauty and greatness and happiness and love of God will be poured into the poor clay vessel that the human being is? to satisfy it eternally with the freshness of an ever-new joy. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. We join the whole church in prayer once again as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Redeemer, wondrous love you show us, ever-inspiring souls to serve the Father. Strong attraction.
children of the Father, few are selected for a bond of union, even yet Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Create Create a clean clean heart heart in me, O God. Renew Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, A humbled, contrite heart you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now. now 
and and will be forever. Amen. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Let all men speak of the Lord's majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, holy city, he scourged you for the work of your hands, but will again pity the children of the righteous. Praise the Lord for his goodness and bless the King of the ages, so that his tent may be rebuilt in you with joy. May he gladden within you all who were captives, all who were ravaged may he cherish within you for all generations to come. A bright light will shine to all parts of the earth. Many nations shall come to you from afar, and the inhabitants of all the limits of the earth, drawn to you by the name of the Lord God, bearing in their hands their gifts for the King of Heaven. Every generation shall give joyful praise in you, and shall call you the Chosen One, through all ages, forever. Go, then, rejoice over the children of the righteous, who shall all be gathered together, and shall bless the Lord of the ages. Happy are those who love you, and happy those who rejoice in your prosperity. Happy are all the men who shall grieve over you, over all your chastisements. For they shall rejoice in you, as they behold all your joy forever. My spirit blesses the Lord, the great King. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. O praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, 
to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. All-powerful God, it is through your Church, generously endowed with gifts of grace and fortified by the Holy Spirit, that you send out your word to all nations. Strengthen your Church with the best of all food and make it dauntless in faith. Multiply its children to celebrate with one accord the mysteries of your love at the altar on high. Zion, praise Praise your your God. who sent sent his his word word to renew renew the earth. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord will help her. His loving presence will be with her. The The Lord Lord will will help help her. His His loving presence will be with her. He dwells in her. She will not falter. His His loving loving presence will be with her. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The The Lord will help her. His His loving presence will be with her. All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
All the world will recognize you as my disciples when they see the love you have one for another. My brothers, with all the holy women, let us profess our faith in our Savior and call upon Him. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Lord Jesus, you forgave the sinful woman because she loved much. Forgive us who have sinned much. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, the holy women ministered to your needs during your journeys. Help us to follow your footsteps. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Lord Jesus, Master, Mary listened to your words while Martha served your needs. Help us to serve you with love and devotion. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Lord Jesus, you call everyone who does your will your brother, sister, and mother. Help us to do what is pleasing to you in word and action. Come, Come, Lord Lord Jesus. Jesus. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, by whose gift St. Elizabeth of Hungary, recognized and revered Christ in the poor, grant through her intercession that we may serve with unfailing charity the needy and those afflicted. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. It's a brand new Friday, and Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.